True Crime friends, and welcome back to True Crime in Academia. As always, I am your host, Mary DePippi. First of all, I hope you are all having a wonderful week so far. If not, that really, really sucks, and I hope it gets better for you. I mean, this month of January, I felt like has been so long. I can't believe we actually made it to February. I actually had to double check my calendar and be like, oh, shit. It's real. It's February. It's here. The shortest month of the year. It is. It is here. I don't know what it is about January that makes it feel so freaking long. Maybe because I think we're coming from, or at least in my mind, this is what I'm thinking. Probably because we're coming from December, which is full of like all of these awesome holidays and times with celebrating with loved ones. And that month kind of gets rushed by really quickly. And it's 31 days. So we have one 31 day month into another 31 day month that really has no holidays and it's cold well at least if you're on the north ish i guess i'm from the northeast so i i so really suck at geography so i apologize but i know if you live in more of like the northern areas northern states things like that it is generally pretty cold and that doesn't help because it's also getting darker earlier. So overall, I mean, it kind of just feels like January sucks, you know? So we are on this week part two of our cheating scandals. I will be covering my top 10, the six through 10 in this week. Again, you know, I just feel like cheating is like, at least academic cheating is like inevitability you know, I feel like there's always just going to be people who want to cheat, whether they need to cheat or, you know, like needing to cheat in order to pass a grade or, you know, if they just are feeling lazy or unmotivated and just don't want to do the work, which I mean, in some cases is understandable, but and let me just be clear. I'm not condoning cheating. I'm just saying that I can understand the mindset of a person who cheated, wants to cheat, or will cheat. That's all. And I mean, come on. It's not like it's not tempting or anything, especially as we'll see with some of these cases, especially with the pandemic and things like that. There is one case, um, another more current case that was sort of related to the pandemic and restraints from COVID and going remote and things like that. So, like I said, I understand, you know, that's enough of my rambling for today. Let's get into these scandals, shall we? Number six, Florida State University. In 2009, an ESPN article revealed that Florida State University was forced to vacate wins from its football team and nine other sports teams. The athletes faced four years probation, a reduction in scholarships, and other penalties because of major academic violations. 61 athletes total were involved in the scandal. The NCAA determined that a former academic advisor and tutor help students cheat who were taking online classes. According to the 
NCAA, the former tutor wrote portions of papers for at least three athletes and also provided answers to an online psychology course quiz. In November of 2007, Florida State and the NCAA agreed that athletes who had received improper help, a.k.a. cheating, (laughs) would be suspended for 30% of their respected seasons. Officials interviewed 75 students, 39 admitted to receiving improper assistance in an online music course, which I don't understand how you cheat in a music course. Yeah. I mean, I took guitar in college for a semester and let me, I mean, granted it was in person, but I still feel like had we been on Zoom... (laughs) I don't think there would have been a way for me to cheat. But anyway, these students figured out how to do it. Now, at least two dozen football players were suspended from the Music City Bowl. The college also suspended about 10 players for the first three games of the 2008 season. Dennis Thomas, the vice chair of the NCAA Committee on Infractions and the acting chair for this case at the time, stated that only one ineligible player would have had to participate in a game for the entire team record to be vacated. Dennis Thomas stated, they are ineligible at the time of the violation up until they are reinstated. If they participated while ineligible, obviously the games they participated in will have to be vacated. The trigger is... If those 61 individuals, obviously as identified by the institution, committed academic fraud, at that point, they had rendered themselves ineligible. And again, pretty much with all these cases, I'm only finding like one article, literally like per case. So if you have any updates on this case or any of the other ones that I covered or any ones that I will cover in the next couple of minutes um write a comment down below let me know if you know the fallout because I would love to know number seven Duke's Fuqua School of Business in 2007 Duke University's Fuqua School of Business was rocked by the largest cheating scandal known to Duke history What was thought to be a take-home cheating scandal was actually found to be more serious. A professor whose name nor the class that they taught was revealed stated that they found consistencies in exam answers, which then prompted them to check other work that had been handed in. A judicial board later investigated the final exam and other assignments and found that 34 graduate students were guilty of academic misconduct or cheating. Nine of these students faced expulsion. 15 could have been suspended for a year and received a failing grade. And nine more students received a failing grade while four, just four, were found not guilty. I mean... I guess good for those four, Uh, you know, who knows? At least this isn't like the other school where, you know, the students who weren't guilty were, you know, then gotten into trouble essentially because they didn't rat anyone out, which, but like in stuff where it's cheating, where it's really like a victimless crime, I can't see how ratting someone out is a good idea. Like murder, sure. A robbery, sure. Rat those bitches out. That's fine. But 
<laughs> this is cheating. And I think it's only fair that like if you were caught, you should be in trouble. Don't blame other people for not, you know, reporting them. That's not their job. A student's job is to go to school and learn, you know, not cheat. But, you know, it, um, basically what I'm just trying to say is that, you know, the last school that we discussed, I forget which one it was already. <laughs> but that really just ticked me off. So I'm glad this school didn't do that. It was said that punishments could stay on the students' records from anywhere from three months up to three years. Now, the students do have a right to appeal this process. Mike Hemmerich, an associate dean at the business school of the time, said that various factors were taken into account as to why one infraction would be more severe than another. Number eight, University of Virginia. In 2001, eight University of Virginia students left the school for plagiarism, and a student committee investigated 72 more alleged honor code violations. Much like Fuqua's School of Business, this had been the biggest cheating scandal in University of Virginia's history. That May, 148 students were accused of copying term papers in an introductory physics course. Professor Bloomfield, the professor of this course, referred the students to the University Honor Committee after a homemade computer program detected numerous duplicated phrases in the students' work. Oh, gotta love the early days of technology. <laughs> 50 cases were dropped and one student was found innocent. Two students were granted psychological evaluations and four students were expelled and four students admitted guilt before the trial even happened and left the university of their own accord. Hey, true crime friends. You've heard me talk about my amazing friend Mandy before. She makes the best crochet, cre-cut, and custom home decor for reasonable prices. If you're looking for a one-of-a-kind gift or some new decor to add some new life into your home, look no further. Mandy has got you. I have quite a few items from her, ranging from a crocheted headband to Halloween decor items to my amazing and adorable Coraline ornament. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm like obsessed with Coraline and I just love how Mandy makes it. She's also made me a Coraline doll that sits next to all of my true crime books. To order... Just slide in her DMs on Facebook and Instagram at Mandy Made It. That's M-A-N-D-E-E Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Send her a DM and order today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. According to the vice chairman of the trials, Christopher Scott, he said it takes about two weeks to investigate each case and that the job is actually similar to that of a court scheduling clerk. Now, in, during my research into this particular scandal, I found a very interesting piece of information about the University of Virginia 
as far as like the creation of the honor code or the student honor code is concerned. So according to the University of Virginia's school legend, students and faculty realized the need for an honor code in 1840 when a professor was shot by two students riding horseback on the campus lawn. As the wounded professor laid there bleeding, he told those gathered around him, which were mainly students and other instructors, that his killers would come forward if they were honorable men. They never did. But stay tuned for a deep dive into that case sometime in the near future. Two years later, after this professor was shot, Another professor asked students to attach a note to each exam, verifying that they did not receive any help during the test. Students later then developed their own code of conduct and has since evolved into a process that is similar in the U.S. justice system. Pretty cool, right? So there's your little history into uh, how the honor code was created. Number nine, Southern University. In 2004, it was brought to light that Southern University had a massive grade-changing problem. 541 current and former students had been implicated in an illegal grade-changing scandal masterminded by a former assistant registrar. Chancellor of Southern University Edward Jackson said that the former assistant registrar, who was later revealed to be named Cleo Carroll, apparently charge students up to hundreds of dollars to illegally change each grade. The university had looked into finding out if Carol had any help or if he acted alone. Jackson also stated that they had heard about him having runners to solicit business. So it was potential that he had some help. But I, again, I have not find any, found anything that says that he did. Southern State University records show that Carroll had held that position for years until he was terminated in 2003. The registrar's office did have certain internal like controls to prevent this type of grain changing happening or this type of abuse, if you will. But they didn't really follow it because employees of the registrar trusted this assistant registrar. Oof. Man, that sucks when you find out the person that you trusted to handle something or just trusted to be a decent human being winds up being like a piece of shit like this dude. That's just, that's got to suck. And definitely is not going to let you trust people that easily in the future. I can, yeah. Yeah. It was revealed that Carol used a specific code for changing the grades. And by tracing the code that Carol used, the auditors were able to discover which students benefited from unauthorized grade changes dating back to 1995. Overall, the university auditors identified 2,500 unauthorized transactions that Carol made during that period. Many involved multiple changes to the same grade that were made the year prior to this scandal coming out in an attempt to cover it up. If the grade changes involved the improper awarding of a degree to any of the convicted students, then the board supervisors would have to ultimately take action to revoke the degrees at a public hearing in which the students would have been named. Number 10. Texas A&M University. In 2020, 
faculty reported concerns of cheating to the Aggie Honors System Office after they noticed some students in the class answered online test questions too quickly. I'm not exactly sure how you test for that, but okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying I don't get it. I do get it. Obviously, if you're hitting the answer that quickly. But at the same time, if you know your shit, you're going to know the answer to the question right there. But, again, this is a big but. If you know what the the order of the questions and the order of and the answers to those questions, then obviously your time is going to be quicker. But again, I'm not exactly sure how they fully determined that, but they did. It was then discovered that entire exams were posted on a homework help website that has become synonymous with cheating. And once I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, oh, I remember that. At least some of you older people out there, you'll know what I mean. Officials from A&M University told guilty students to self-report by 5 o'clock on December 8th. If they didn't come forward but were found in violation of the academic honor code, they could face suspension or expulsion. Officials at Texas A&M and other outside experts said academic misconduct cases have increased during the pandemic as remote courses and online assessments and online assignments create more opportunities for students to push the limits. And I hate to say it, but duh. Come on. If there's no one watching you, then, you know, for some people, that's really difficult. Some people need someone to watch over while they do things like are like tests and stuff like that to ensure that they won't cheat. Or, you know, some people just prefer a in-classroom setting altogether. At Texas A&M alone, academic dishonesty reports had increased as much as 20% from the previous fall. The University of North Texas also saw a 20% increase, and Texas State University saw reports of cheating increase by one-third over that same time frame. Students interviewed by the Texas Tribune said that they used a website called Chegg to access answers on assignments. The website started years ago for textbook rentals and has since expanded to include online tutoring. Now, for a monthly fee, students can submit questions and someone from around the world can answer them within a few hours. Good old Chegg. See, now some of you out there I know are like, oh my God, it's Chegg. I remember it. I remember that I had classmates used it to cheat. and I mean, it's like surprise, surprise. I just felt like... As soon, you know, in college, that's just something you know about. And it just seems like everyone knows <laughs> that Chegg was used for cheating purposes, except Chegg. Go figure. Devania Baptiste, a spokesperson for Chegg, stated, We believe that expertise and experience is important to actually retain knowledge and apply it in whatever field students seek upon graduation. So we ask students to stick to the honor code. Again, clearly, Chegg doesn't think that they're the problem. They're just like, it's the students who are the problem. But if you're allowing students to post full-on exams and papers, how the hell are they supposed to resist temptation like that? Come on now. Many students in the finance class had already admitted to either posting questions online to someone else who could answer, or... Searching for already answered questions to complete the assignments. 
Students who self-reported cheating to the university stated that the stress of the ongoing pandemic and the shift to virtual classes made it more difficult to find study partners or connect with professors in person for help. Now, I do understand with the pandemic and the switching from um, in-school class to online class can be extremely difficult for some people. As someone who attended university both in person at one time and then online for the rest of my career, I can completely verify that studying online is not for everyone. Um, It's a lot of self-motivation and you really do kind of feel alone in that. But for me, at the time that I was doing that, that's what I wanted. I didn't want to have someone (laughs) breathing down my throat or you know, other students, you know, pestering me or, you know, anything like, you know, for help or to study, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. <laughs> I'm an outgoing introvert. So, you know, I wanted to be by myself. I wanted to be able to work at my own pace as far as, you know, I mean, obviously we had due dates. I'm not saying we did and it wasn't a free for all. But, you know, I wanted to be able to have the freedom to learn the material on my own terms before the assignments were due. And I didn't want to have to do that in a classroom setting just because it can be extremely time consuming. And I was older and had a job. And again, these are just all factors as to why online school worked for me. But again, it does not work for everyone. And I can understand how this stressed a lot of students out. I really do. And I can also completely 1000% understand why cheating became more of an option because it's there. There's no one watching you. There's no one hovering over your shoulder, making sure that you are taking an exam truthfully. And if you're online, you have your computer. So it's not like you can't just look up the answer if you want to. So again, not condoning. I'm just saying I understand it. Texas A&M University administrators said that as of December 14th, no students had been suspended or expelled, but it could take as long as a month to navigate that process. And that's not including winter break because winter break is important, even in the midst of a cheating scandal. Of course, like most universities, students are allowed to appeal if they believe that the punishment they were given was too harsh. So, my dearies, that is all I have for you on college scandals. Next week, we are diving right back into some good old-fashioned murder. And I hate to be like, oh, I'm excited to talk about murder. I'm not excited (laughs) to talk about murder. I just like the psychology of murder. So, I'm excited to dive back into that. (laughs) I hope you all have a wonderful week. Please stay safe out there. Wear your masks, you know, social distance, get vaccinated. Do all of the things. Stay healthy. I love you. My goodness. I just I just want you guys to be okay, all right? Like I said, I love you. Be safe. And if you want to show me some love, please like, comment, follow our podcast, subscribe to the podcast, The Ivory Tower Boiler Room, which features this podcast, True Crime and Academia. You know, rate, review, do all of the things. It really does help us 
You can also always follow us on social media at Ivory Tower Boiler Room on Instagram or at True Crime and Academia on Instagram and TikTok. That goes the same for the Ivory Towers, the same at. And then you can follow the at Ivory Boiler Room on Twitter and also the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on Facebook. It helps us so we can keep giving you guys all this wonderful content. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. We have some awesome bonus content for subscribers. So subscribe now and get that awesome content. Again, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. True Crime and Academia is an Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. Members of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room include Andrew Rimby, Executive Director, Mary DePippi, Chief Contributor, and Jaron Usta, Marketing Director. Don't forget to like, rate, follow, and subscribe to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on your favorite podcast platform. And go to our Patreon in the podcast description below to become a patron and have access to exclusive, never-before-seen content.